On today's Locked on Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into this weekend's game against the Golden State Warriors and preview tonight's game against the LA Clippers. The Thunder have a Derek Favors issue. Darius Baisley did not have the weekend that we hoped he would have and so much more. All coming up on today's Locked on Thunder on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host and site expert over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod and even email the show, LO Thunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Thunder game against the Golden State Warriors. Darius Baisley has a disappointing weekend. Derek Favors has a dilemma with the Thunder. And previewing tonight's game against the LA Clippers, we have much more to talk about too, as well as Jerry Egan, another start. Tail Maldon's minutes, Ty Jerome getting an uptick in minutes, and also previewing tonight's Clippers game with the storylines to watch for and the injury report. So a lot to get into. Thank you for making Lock on Thunder a part of your daily routine, your daily listen, because we're here for you every single day. So subscribe for free on all platforms. And let's get into the show. So we start, what we always do, with the game overview. And for this game, it was the Thunder taking on the Warriors and the Thunder without Vit, Aaron Wiggins, Paul Watson Jr., and Trey Mann, all four with the G League Blue team. We had a scrimmage on Saturday that went well, uh, and so they'll be preparing for their season to begin on Friday. The Wiz, uh, the Warriors were without Damian Lee, Clay Thompson, James Wiseman. The Thunder started out with SGA, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, Darius Baisley, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. The Warriors start with Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, yeah, Draymond Green, and Devon Looney. So the big things from this game. The biggest thing to me was Darius Baisley. We talked about it on Friday. The big thing to watch for entering the weekend was could Darius Baisley build on the best game of his career? I mean, he played the best game of his career on Wednesday against the Lakers. Could he build on that the next time out? Because what's been eluding Darius Baisley is not basketball talent. It's consistency. And He doesn't have it yet. He's not a consistent player. And there's a difference in not being a good player versus not being a consistent player. And Baisley's simply not a consistent player. The problem is, though, if he never finds that consistency, then he can never be a good player in the NBA. And that's what this season's all about, figuring out ways for him to be consistent, and not only consistent, but, but, but to build on those flashes we've seen a lot of flashes from Darius Baisley whether people would like to admit it or not we've seen some amazing flashes that let you think okay he has all the talent he has all the athletic ability he has all the potential to be somebody who you start to build around along with Shea being number one and now Josh Giddy being number two and then you start to file in 
the third and fourth and fifth piece where Darius Basley kind of fits in somewhere in there with the flashes he's shown. And I've been somebody who's been kind of pointing out the good in Basley's game, every game he's played so far this year. But the Warriors game was a game where there really is no good. And I hate saying that. I don't like to be the person that just looks at a box score, and there's many of them out there. There's look at a box score and say, oh, he, he, he went over five from three. He sucks, right? There's no, there's not enough value in that. It's why on this podcast throughout this whole season, we've gone through and said, yeah, he went over five, but here shot one, two, three, four, five. Here's why he missed it. Here's why he took the shot. Here's why he should keep taking that shot, right? Like we went through and broke down each and every shot of his, of his season, right? We contextualized his season, but Saturday was bad. His game against the Warriors was bad. And Something needs to change about Darius Baisley's game in terms of being consistent. So he goes out there and he goes 0 for 5 on threes. And the problem is he goes 1 for 7 in the game from the floor. He took two non-three-pointers. That should not be Darius Baisley's game. That should not be what he does on the floor or what the Thunder expect him to do on the floor. And this season, the Thunder had been using him. We talked about this in the offseason. The Thunder were not utilizing him correctly last year. This season, he had been that rim roller a bit more. He'd been that off-ball cutter a bit more. He's been that relocator more. He's he's driven and attacked the basket with the ball in his hands from the perimeter. He's done all that more this season until Saturday, coming off the best game of of his career. And so this is where it gets hard to kind of know who to kind of quote unquote point the finger at because is it Darius Baisley deciding to be somebody who's going to be kind of passive and just shoot threes and stand, stand around, or is that the thunder strategy? And we're never going to know the true answer, right? Because neither side will throw the other under the bus and they shouldn't. We know the respect Darius Baisley has for Mark. So if you ask Darius Baisley, Hey, is Mark using you wrong? He's going to say, no, he's going to say it's on him. He's going to get better. He compared Mark to his mother. Like, like he has so much respect and trust in Mark that he's not going to say anything somewhat negative. And with Mark, he's going to protect his guy. So you can ask Mark, hey, are you asking Baisley to shoot five threes a game and to not go to the basket? He's going to say you know, whatever it takes to make it not seem like it's, it's Baisley's fault. He's going to say, yeah, we're, we're asking him to do that. And he'll take the brunt of it. So we're never going to know the true answer. But whoever's quote-unquote fault it is or whatever kind of funk that they're in needs to change. Baisley's game should not be five threes and then two other shots and then two non-threes. That should not be his game. And Baisley has that three-point potential if he gets a shot right. We've seen him at mo- in moments make threes. So you don't want to eliminate threes from his game in- entirely, but you don't want that to be the five, you know, the five to two ratio that it was on Saturday. And the biggest part to me was defensively. Because defense is totally in Baisley's control. And I think Baisley's been a much better defender this year than most people give him credit for. He's had tough assignments. He's had you know kind of bad matchups that he's been asked to go handle. And he's done a fairly good job, right? Like he's not he's not getting the highlight plays that Lou Dort gets, but he is also playing his his assignments very well, especially helping off corners and getting back and, and tagging players and all those things that go with playing small. He's done all that stuff technically very well. But Saturday, again, it comes back to there's just there's just nothing left to say about his game besides that's a bad game. Saturday was just a bad game. 
And that's the first time this year, despite what people will try to lead you to believe, that he's had one of those games which is so bad that you move on and you, and you burn the game film, you move on, and, and there's just no salvaging it. There's no salvaging that game Saturday. Because on defense, he looks sluggish. He looks slow. And you had the, you had the couple of days off. You had the travel. You know, to, to the West Coast. There's a lot of reasons for that. And some days you're just not you're just not spry. I mean, some days, no matter how much coffee you drink at your job, you don't feel like being there. You feel sluggish. You feel tired. You feel like you just want to go home. We have to remember, too, basketball, these guys' jobs. So they can have bad nights. They can have bad days at their job, just like you can, just like I can. Hopefully, for Baisley's sake, it's better tonight. But that was not the direction you wanted to see Baisley go after a career night on Wednesday. It just wasn't. And so now, for most people, it feels like starting over. It feels like Wednesday didn't even happen because of how bad Saturday was. And I don't want to look at it that way, but Baisley does need to come out and show improvements or show those flashes again tonight against the Clippers. And so we'll talk more about that Clippers game coming up. We'll also talk about Derek Favors and the kind of issue that the Thunder are going to have with Derek Favors and this season moving forward. But first, I want to say right now, we're good friends over at Indeed. Indeed is awesome. I want to thank the great registration. The job market is filling up with once-in-a-generation talent. So how is your organization going to put together an all-star team? Your front office needs an all-star roster, and you need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want a short list of qualified candidates as fast as possible because you can do it. All attract, interview, and hire within Indeed. You can do all those things within Indeed. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed is your go-to hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. It's so incredible. Do not Struggle on your own to find qualified candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of qualified candidates whose resumes match your Indeed job description. And you can even invite them to apply right away. With Indeed Instant Match, over 90% of employers get qualified candidates as soon as they sponsor their job post, according to Indeed data. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than those who see it in searching, according to Indeed data. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is here right now? We're good friends over at DirecTV Stream. DirecTV Stream is incredible because this does this sound familiar to you? You have one device that lets you catch the game on your phone. Another device for your favorite shows, another one for your favorite movies and on-demand favorites. It's kind of all spread out. 
Well, I want to say right now, but a simple way to get all your TV together without the hassle. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV on-demand favorites together like never before. You can watch your favorite sports, movies, shows, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is there's no annual contracts. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more about DirecTV.com whenever you go there to DirecTV.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. DirecTV Stream is where you want to be because, listen, it even has Bali Sports Oklahoma in the choice package. So if you're looking for a streaming service to get you the Thunder Games, it is DirecTV Stream. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. And thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning. We're here for you every single day talking Thunder basketball. So subscribe for free on all platforms, including on YouTube. It's free. Subscribe all platforms on YouTube, everywhere else. Subscribe for free. So. Let's dive into Derek Favors. Because the Thunder are in an interesting spot now with Derek Favors. He's made it clear he wants to be a part of the team. He wants to be around the team. He does not want to go the Trevor Ariza route. does not want to go the route of not playing. But he's also not very good right now. And the Thunder have built this reputation and have laid this foundation of being this accommodating team to veteran players, which... The benefit there is their agents because their agents will go sign other players, obviously. They're not going to represent just one player only nine times out of ten. So you build up that good relationship with that agent where, hey, we did your guy a favor way back when. Maybe that can cycle back through and can give you a benefit down the line. So they want to do good by Derek Favors. Derek Favors wants to play. He wants to be around the team, and he'll start, he'll go off the bench, whatever the team needs, but he wants to be here. He doesn't want to do what Trevor Reza did. He doesn't want to do what Andre Iguodala did. He doesn't want to do what all these other players have done. They sit at home, and they wait, and they don't play. But Derek Favors is just not good right now. He can't hardly get off the floor. He's having the worst year of his career in terms of rim rim percentage. He's shooting 53% from the rim. A big man is shooting 53% from the rim. Behind SGA, Darius Baisley, JRE, Pokashevsky, Jerome, and Muscala. That's who he ranks behind as the starting center for a large chunk of the games this year. And we know that Derek Favors is a better player than this in general in his career. It's a career, it's a career bad year through six games. And of course, he didn't play all six, but through six games, he's having a career bad year. Is this an early season struggle? Is this getting accommodated to the Oklahoma City Thunder and to the young players on this roster? Or is this just physical regression from a guy who's played decades in this league? It's a tough balancing act here. Because it it could be that he's just physically not able to do this anymore. He had that knee maintenance stuff in the preseason. He can't lift off the ground very much. He had a spoon-fed layup against the Warriors where he just can't get the ball over the rim as a as a big man in the NBA? What do you do? Because he wants to play, but it's not great. 
And so luckily this season, it doesn't matter necessarily, right? He's not helping you win. He's not, you know, he's not helping you win. That's a, that's a good thing in this season, so to say, but I think that you should really transition and, and the Thunder are outside of a few games against traditional big men transitioning away from starting favors. And I hope that those starts go to JRE full time here in the near future, but it's just a weird thing. And what's interesting about the NBA media is that they're not watching these games. So like if the Thunder did shut down Derek favors, they do, they go, Oh, he's tanking Thunder. It's a black eye for the league. No, it's not. He's just really bad. Like he's just really bad this year. But as I mentioned in the preseason, on why it didn't matter, he wasn't playing the preseason. Derek Favors is a pro. He's a pro's pro. He's a he's a legitimate bona fide NBA player. We know the type of player he is. We know what to expect from Derek Favors. And this is not it. He's not playing at that Derek Favors level. So it could be a case of just five bad games or four bad games or how many he's played out of the six. It's just going to be a bad case of the of a bad game. And he could look different tonight and different the next night and and different throughout these next couple of months. Because he didn't have much time in the, in the training camp period, didn't have much time in the preseason, and maybe he's just now getting his legs under him after that knee maintenance stuff. So who knows what it is? But you, you kind of hate to give minutes to him in this current state because he's not a particularly good defender anymore. He has the worst year of his career at the rim. Even his middies that looked awesome in the preseason are not are not spectacular anymore. But that can all come and go, and that can all change. It's so early. You have to think, it's early in the NBA season in general, but whenever you've missed games out of the six, it's even earlier in your seasons. Like, this can all change percentage-wise on a dime. Like In this game, it can change from all these, these early season slumps. But as I mentioned, I would like more Jeremiah Robinson Earl starts. He fits so well with Josh Giddy and our Seth Thunder team. 18 minutes in his start on Saturday. I wish there was more minutes, but again, the, the blowouts make it weird on minutes. A, a big thing is, no fouls in this game. Remember his first start of his career in the preseason, he had like four fouls in two minutes. And since then, he's calmed down. He's gotten back within himself. And he hasn't fouled much. In this game, he fouls zero times against Golden State. Three rebounds, an assist, three of six shooting from the floor, 0 of two from three. We know that he can shoot at a 35-ish percent level. He's going to have nights like this. He'll have nights where he's on from three. But Jerry, really good player. And somebody who I think that can really be a staple for the Thunder in some capacity, right? Like he's not going to be a superstar. He will not be somebody who is you know, the defining reason why you win a title or you get back to competitiveness, but he can be a complimentary piece in that in that quest. So I've, I've been really impressed with JRE. It's really well with the Thunder and their playmakers. So we still have to talk about Tim Aldon, Ty Jerome, the better the day, money ball pick for wins uh, for Saturday, how those went, and then a pick for Monday, how it will go tonight, as well as the MVP of this game, and previewing the game against the LA Clippers. So a lot to get to still. We'll do all that coming up. But first, I'm going to say right now, we're good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. So replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar. Or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of a raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein 
covered in 100% real chocolate on the outside. Built Bar is a great option when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, put a Built Bar or a Built Bar or two. Share some with your family gatherings. It makes things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet. No surprise. Uh, new surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Pupa.com regularly. So check back to the site often. There's nothing like Built Bar Black Friday. So mark your calendars. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the code LOCKED15. Get 15% off of your next order. That's 15% off your next order with the code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. So Tam Albon plays only eight minutes in this game against Golden State. Isaiah Roby only played eight minutes, and Gabriel Deck only played seven minutes. So Tam Albon went from a guy who led the team in minutes last year, albeit with the weird uh, structure of last year's roster and the injuries, that was kind of bound to happen. But still, led the team in minutes last year, and now he's in a group with Isaiah Roby and Gabriel Deck, who are two players that before the year, you could make an argument that they're not at all part of the Thunder future. Does this mean anything? Is this something at all? Obviously, blowouts make the minutes weird, but it's something to keep an eye on. Will Maldon continue to fade away towards the end of the bench, or those minutes kind of level back out to normal here this game on Monday? And the G League season starts on, on Friday. Can we see Tim Maldon back with the blue? Who knows? But as Maldon minutes fade, Ty Jerome minutes climb. His option picked up last week, which again locks him into next season on his deal. 19 minutes, 2 of 4 from 3, 8 points, 3 assists, 2 rebounds. He was a big spark to the offense. Really enjoy watching Ty Jerome play. I think that Ty Jerome's a better NBA player this moment than Tim Maldon. Who has more potential? It's kind of that old saying that I don't really know how it goes, but it's like something about something in one hand and a, another in the other, right? Like whatever is in your hand that's tangible is more valuable than something that you don't really know what it can be. It's a saying that goes something about with hands or, or that nature. You can let me know in the comment section below on YouTube. But we know that drums are going to be a player. Not so certain about that with Tim Albon. So maybe that's where the minute change happens with the Thunder. The bet of the day. I bet Oklahoma City plus 13 and a half. Weird Saturday night game starts at 7.30 Central Time, even though it's in California. Kind of a weird start time for the Warriors. Thunder coming off that big first win, that emotional game. I thought that they could keep it within 12 and a half, within 13 and a half. They could not. That, that was a loss. Moneyball pick, I had Lou Dort, and that cashed out. If you had Lou Dort, Shea, or Ty Jerome, you won the Moneyball pick. My MVP of the game, Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy was awesome. He made some fantastic passes that didn't even count because you know they were potential assists and not actual assists, but he was really special. Tonight, the Thunder play the Clippers, and the Thunder are without Lou Dort. Shoulder injury for Lou Dort. Gabriel Deck with a heel injury. So the Thunder are now without Lou Dort, Gabriel Deck, Paul Watson Jr., Aaron Wiggins, Trey Mann, and Vitt. That's six players from the roster that they're without. So their rotations tonight, whoever does not get minutes or does not get a ton of minutes, pretty telling, pretty telling for the Thunder tonight, whoever does not get minutes against the Clippers, who are without Kawhi, Serge, Keon Johnson, Marcus Morris, and, of course, Jason Preston. Now, with Lou Dort, it does not seem serious, but we'll talk to Mark here 
before the game. So I'll let you know on the update on Twitter at Ryland of Styles. What he says about it, it does not seem too seriously. He was not on the injury report at 8.30 this morning. And then it was on the other this afternoon. It doesn't seem all that all that important. It just seems like kind of a, a, a stinger, so to say. But we'll get confirmation on that from Mark pregame. Storylines to follow along with. You can actually root for the Thunder guilt-free. The Thunder need to win this game. The Thunder will compile many a losses this year. But every loss that the Clippers take is a good thing. Now, I still do not that this Clippers pick will be inside the top 10 or something so incredibly awesome, right? I don't think that's going to be an, an incredible pick from the Clippers. But I think it's going to be much better than last year. I think it's going to be anywhere from 15 to about 20, somewhere in that range, which is better than we thought it would be You know, whenever the trade went down. That Clippers pick is completely and totally unprotected Odo Oklahoma City this year. So every loss that they take, it pushes it into a better position for Oklahoma City. And so far, the Clippers are one and four. The Thunder are one and five. The Clippers, not to a great start. Now, there's no incentive for the Clippers to tank. There just isn't because of what we just mentioned. Their pick is totally and completely unprotected in Old Oklahoma City. They can't really gain anything from tanking other than ensuring that, for example, Paul George would be primed and rested and healthy whenever Kawhi returns next season. That's kind of the only added benefit of tanking this year because of that pick being Old Oklahoma City. But you can, you, you, the Thunder should try to win this game wholeheartedly. I mean, Obviously, tanking is only done by the front office. Every game, Mark and the players try to win. But this is a game where you can root your behind off trying to get the Thunder this win and not feel complicated with your feelings on the tank one way or the other. So it's a very fun game to watch at 9.30 tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun to follow along with. Now, another storyline without Lou Dort, is Paul George going to drop 55? Like, Paul George has been really good this season. Is he going to drop 50 points on the Thunder without Lou Dort? And what's that starting lineup look like without Lou Dort? No Lou Dort, question marks at center. Who's the who's the two starters to go along with Shea, Gideon, Baisley? What we'll see coming up. Darius Baisley, of course, always going to be a big storyline to follow along with. How does he look this, this game against the Clippers? I'll take Clippers minus 12 and a half without Lou Dort. And my money ball pick for who leads the Thunder in three-pointers made is SGA. I think SGA gets it done tonight from three and has a very good game tonight for the Thunder. Let me know your picks on Twitter at Rylan underscore style. Subscribe for free on all platforms. The Locked on Thunder podcast, a daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. And until tomorrow, whenever we recap this game against the LA Lakers or the LA Clippers, be good and be good to one another.